We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I wish I would have had mine. I got the I got a Goldberg one. That's sick. We would have been matching, boys. Same blue, same green, same one? colors. Yeah, there. I think uh, they made a bunch of you know like TV and movie jerseys. I got it from Lids. Mm. They had um, Will Smith from from Bel Air Academy. Okay. They had. Um, I know. Where you're t- I've seen those too. What other jersey did they have? From uh, Jesus, a, Jesus, uh, Shuttlesworth. Shuttlesworth. Yeah, they had yeah, Adam yeah, Sandler yeah. from Toon from Squad too. They probably had what's what's uh, a Bobby Boucher, Bobby Boucher from the yeah. Waterboys. So they had some of those types. And I, was, I said, I need this. I Yo, went out. I, I went in. I went in to do yeah. Christmas shopping for other people, and I was I walked out with this for myself. I was so, like, when you see something, you need it. You need yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. It's good, man. We're almost I, there. I got something that I needed, bro. You know, me with my coasters. Went into FanDuel. Was like, what's up? These are mine now. Only got one, though. Why? They were hawking nah, you? They just, nah, they just didn't have any others at the bar. Got it. Mad crusty. It was just like at the bar, and I was looking at it. Boss is like, yo, are you, you going to take that? I was like, yo, 100% <laughs> I'm taking this. Are you kidding me? Yo, look at some of the ones I have. These I, stole, these I stole from Ralph's crib. You know the horny ram? No. The bar in the city? Nah, the horny been. ram, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a bar, the horny ram. Good marketing and uh, fire marketing. So I saw these at Ross, and what I did was, he just had them on his table, and I was just like, "Yo, are these cool? Is this cool if I just take them?" And he's like, "They're already in your hand, bro. Like, fine, you got it, no problem." He must have a lot. Yeah, he had like a whole stack. That's dope. He probably took a stack when he yeah. was there. Yeah, yo, that's it, bro. Bring me coasters, son. Guilty. Yeah, I, I got. I had these since 2014, bro. These You're- been. He's been through like two cribs. Your birthday's coming up soon, kind of. Yeah, so, two months. I'll get you coasters. Those, that's easy. Gift. Trey won, yo. My Cromartie year. You know, Just not as many kids. No kids, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Did he wear 31 the entire time? Uh, pretty Probably, sure. Yeah. With the Chargers and then with the, yeah. with the Jets. Glory years. What'd you think of the weekend? Weird, wacky. Crazy. I mean, the Jets have a two-score lead on the on on Brady. He was loving it, bro. It was perfect outcome for me. You were hold on. Ippy was on fire. He was on one yesterday and then today too. You were just telling me out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, this is how you know Ippy's fired up when he hits me up out of nowhere. He just goes, <laughs> Jets doubled their win total from yes, last year, and that- Wilson has the second least amount of turnovers since week six. Two top ten picks. What do you have? Freddie Kitchens and a dream. I was like, I got nothing. Legit. Help. <laughs> I don't know. I was on one right there. Yo, Zach, but, though, bro. Yeah. I mean, first Come six on. games. Hey, 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 hey. Come on. You've been on it. I've been trolling you. So glad. Frat star Zach came through. No picks in his last 15 quarters, and he's been missing his top three wide receivers. I think, to me, that's the biggest, that's the most encouraging sign is he's doing it with, with, make, with a makeshift roster, which is something that... You know, when we put quarterbacks on a pedestal, what do we say? It's the guys that you can make guys around you better. Guys who can maybe elevate, you know, some secondary types of guys. And 
you know, they're not winning that many games, but nonetheless, he's playing well. So he's elevating some third stringers and guys they're pulling off the street with this COVID shit. They're basically signing guys. If if you live in the area and we need a player and you're in that area, Come we're signing over. you to the point where I know it's the NBA, but the Heat signed Mario Chalmers. Yeah. Because he's in the area. So things like that are happening. So, you know, they're, they're, they're depleted and he's still looking good. So two touchdown lead, they blow it, but literally the perfect outcome. Kid looks good, team plays hard, and you lose. So you don't lose your draft position. But you still kind of, you know, you have some momentum to build upon and all that. Tale of two seasons for Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. Beginning of the year, pre-injury, it was like, oh, man, you know me. I was coming on the show every time just letting you have it. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think everyone everyone was piling right. on top. Right, Because it was an easy thing to do, right? And it yeah. was an easy way to troll the Jets. Like, well, again, you take a quarterback and it's not going to work out. Yep. How do you take the BYU kid from the Ohio State guy or the Bama guy or whatever it might be? And then he gets hurt. And it seems like that injury was a blessing in disguise because, yeah, it sucks that dude went down. Yep. It wasn't a season-ending, career-altering injury. couple weeks. couple weeks, comes back. Also, maybe got a fire lit under his ass. Where it's like, From Mike White. Mike White, Mike White franchise yards, yeah. and shit. And it's like, yo, maybe he's the guy. It's like, oh, hold on, hold on. I was here for a reason. That's a good point. Uh, I didn't even think of that uh, in a sense of motivation. That's a great point, though, because we had idiot Jet fans actually saying that. You know, because we've been, we're like the Browns, but we've been down and bad so so long that you know, nah, well, a lot more success than the Browns. But yeah, you, I mean, at least from the quarterback perspective, it would, right. if I'm ranking the the Jets' best quarterbacks of the, the over the last that you've well, seen, that you've seen, what would you say? It's Chad? sad to say, Chad Pennington. Chad or Mark, Pennington, yeah. baby. Mark Sanchez had more team success, but when you look at him as a player individually, he wasn't great. Yeah, Pennington, you know, was like solid. But anyway, so. You know, not exactly like the Brown situation, but in that sense. So, you know, relax. Kid playing great. Last six games, eight total touchdowns, two picks. No picks in his last 15 quarters. Um, he's making some really awesome plays, man, and, and I'm excited. And, and, and they're playing hard, bro. Like, that's one thing that you hope for. When you have a young team, you know, the season's, you know, obviously over. It's, you know, are, you know is, the, is the head coach getting the players to play hard, even at the end of the season when it means nothing? And, yes, they are. And I'm looking forward to next year because all these young kids made some mistakes this year and they're learning and they're going to go into next year with a lot of playing time and experience, which is good. Well, if there's, if there's one team to look at, if you're the Jets and say, man, the ultimate pipe dream could be to have the success next year that they're having now would be Cincinnati. Bengals. Right? You have a lot of money available. You got some draft picks like the Bengals did, right? They take Chase when they take Chase. They had a top five pick. So you're looking at the Jets. You're going to have a top five pick and the additional pick from Seattle. Mm -hmm. So you'll probably have two picks in the top 12-ish. I would say two in the top 10. Top 10, right? But that would be best case scenario. <clears throat> but you do have the, the Seahawks and the Cardinals are playing each other this week. And I'm pretty sure imp, that that game is meaningless for Arizona. Like, no matter what, they're locked into the five seed. Well, actually, I have the whole. You have the whole the whole thing. Do you have it in front of you right now? Right, you, I have the whole thing. You want to rattle it off quick? Week eighteen motivation thread. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I have the whole thing right here. All right, talk to me. All right, it's gonna take a couple minutes. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, if yours. you got it, you want to jump in, you let me know. <clears throat> All right, week eighteen motivation. Green Bay at Detroit. It's meaningless if Green Bay wins last night. Mm. So it's completely meaningless. Yeah, they no matter the what, one they're the one seed. Yeah. So this was as of last night. So obviously they won. Chicago at Minnesota, meaningless because Minnesota lost. New England at Miami. New England is in, but they must win if they want to win the AFC East. So they have to take care of business, and the Jets have to beat the Bills. Buffalo wins the AFC East if they beat the Jets. Mm. So there's there's some there's some something on the line there. Indy at Jacksonville. Indy needs to win to make the playoffs. So Indy's winning or in if you're the Colts. 100%. Best situation you could be in. Let me jump in real quick. Yeah, yeah, Raiders, please. Chargers, another one. Winning, you're in, right? No need to scoreboard watch like some other teams. Like yeah. I know we're recording this Monday night prior to the Monday night football game. There's some playoff implications. The Browns are out, but the Steelers could still somehow get in. They got to win the next two, but they have the worst case scenario. Where it's like, all right, we need them to win, them to win, maybe a tie. Like, yeah, and you hate they have you, a tie, right? And you hate that, right? You you want to be like the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Colts. We worry about us. We take care of business, and that's it. Control your destiny. So continue. Uh, Carolina at Tampa Bay, meaningless. Tampa Bay clinched the division, playing for seeding at this point. Mm -hmm. Seeding. Um, 
Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee clinched the number one seed with a win. With, with a win with at a Houston. Win, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I want to talk about Tennessee. You know, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, get to Tennessee too. Uh, sure. Washington at the Giants, meaningless. Joe Judge sucks. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Scott Hansen, red zone. Don't Never. show that game. Yeah. Why are you gonna show that? What are you gonna show? Bro, I got. I have some Joe Judge nuggets too. Bad press conference. Oh, terrible. A lot, this guy. This guy said he was gonna get fired in 2018. He was on the Patriots. They were seven to two at that point. Yeah. Did you? Did. <laughs> well, I know that uh, 64 to 17 is what they've been outscored. Since the report came out that his job was safe. safe yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, so meaningless. Joe Judge sucks. Um, New Orleans at Atlanta. New Orleans must win. And Rams win. Gets New Orleans in. So if New Orleans beats Atlanta and the Rams... Beat the Niners. Uh, Dallas at Philly. Dallas clinched the division. Philly must win to get in. And by the way... Oh, no, Philly clinched. Did they? Philly is in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late last night, because the Vikings lost, they're in. Okay. And I'm pretty sure, no matter what, they're the seven seed. Okay. They're locked into seven? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm almost positive they're locked into... Oh, no. Actually, no. They're the six seed. That's what it is. No matter what, they're the six seed, because you still have Atlanta and the Saints and the Niners that could potentially get the, the seven seed. Okay. But yeah, I'm pretty sure, regardless, the Eagles are in. And don't forget, we were on the pod maybe a month ago saying, hey, Philly doesn't have to get on a plane to play any other games. That's right. Yeah, yeah, And, I mean, you know, so far. What so, a bad take by me. I wanted to bet them to have the worst record in football, and then they made the playoffs. I'm so impressed with Houston. Houston? Yeah. I mean, I mean, coming into the season, right? I think any Houston fan signs up for what happened this year. Considering Watson. Yeah. Considering Davis Mills. Not terrible. Yeah. Like, a lot of kind of positive signs, and we even said it like earlier on in the year, like this idea of they're being smart with the cap. They're not like signing any long term deals. Everyone's on a one or two two year deal. They're really kind of rebuilding. The yeah, right it's way. a lot of team friendly stuff where so, they have the option to bring the guy back or send money. They've won. I actually have it here. They've won two two games this year as a double digit dog. Yeah, Houston. So come on, again, you got to give a little nah, bit of credit yeah, where them, it's due. Detroit, Detroit too. Well, that's the thing, right? Like we were texting before. And I told you, I think the Giants might be the worst team, not only in the NFL, they might be the worst team in sports right now, which is across crazy fall from grace, right? Because think about it. Houston, Detroit, you're at least competitive in your games. I know, I know Detroit got blown out yesterday. I know the Texans got blown out too. But you're at least competitive in these games. You're showing some fight. And also you're looking and you have some pieces that you could build around mm-hmm. or... In the case like Jacksonville, you at least have in your mind, though it looks pretty ugly. You have the, a quarterback. You have a quarterback that, yeah. you know what? It's his rookie year, chaos with Urban Meyer. The talent isn't that good. At least we got a guy, right? Yeah. Like everybody had this dude being Andrew Luck 2.0. So he's not terrible. Yeah. We got to fix some shit around him. When you're looking at the Giants, bro. No help. No there hope. is nothing. Yeah. There's nothing and that they have that you feel good about. Other than the first, the extra first round pick. Yeah, but you can't even trust that. Yeah, well, Gettleman will be out the door. But what I will say is this. Uh, the Giants are a reputable organization. They're still, I would imagine, not imagine, I, I think I can confidently say, like, despite the last few years, they're still held in high regard. In my in my opinion, you don't think so? No, I don't think anymore, two, bro. Two chips, the yeah, same but, family. But now you're talking about a decade now, bro. It's been a decade And now. I'm a Jets fan, and I'm saying right. this. Right. It, it, it's been a decade, and not only that... You've had the same glaring issues since then. You haven't been able to fix an offensive line. Yeah. Just still, that is a issue that has plagued two front offices now, right? And the quarterback is no one wants him. What are you looking at? Saquon's going to want to get paid now, too. He just had 100 yards for the first time since 2019. Yeah. And what, are you not going to pay him? You, who, who knows? I, the, you know what? I'll sign up for a three-year 15 per or 18 per. I don't mind if I give you – I don't want a Zeke contract Yeah, where it's a six-year extension. And at the time, it was like an eight-year deal because they extended him during the rookie contract. Can't they just tag him? <clears throat> you could, but as a running back, you don't want that shit. No, but um, – I know. I mean, it may not organi- be his choice. For the organization, yeah. Rumors are that the Packers are going to tag Devontae Adams. 
I, th- I think the funniest. Yeah, I read that too. I think the funny. Well, this is because the Rogers thing's in limbo. Right. I would say I think the funniest thing about the Joe Judge twelve minute rant was that he said like players were calling him and and saying Ain't nobody calling bro. Players were calling him and saying that they wish they were playing for the Giants and they would have taken less money. Uh, they didn't do it. Uh, so like I don't know. That was just kind of cr- like a little crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just a little. But bro, think of Zietler leaves goes to Baltimore. One guy was holding together the offensive line for the Giants. Because offensive line last year for the Giants, you saw some flashes of, yo, you know what? If they could bring this unit back, it might be good. And then out of nowhere, they just like let go of Zietler. You're like, what the, what the hell is Didn't going on? Didn't one guy retire? <clears throat> one guy <laughs> retired, then came back, shoulder, sat out the year. That's been a nightmare from day one. They made him the highest paid left tackle. Eric Flowers is playing pretty well where he's at now. Eli Apple playing pretty well. Yeah. You got some guys that have left the organization and they're playing better. Like, yeah. what does that say about you? So yeah. you're telling me, oh, yeah, jumping up and down. Oh, you got an extra job pick. Congrats. He said that year that, that, that the whole coaching staff was on the hot seat. This Patriots were 7-2. Seven seven, bro, with all due respect, if you're 7-2, and two, you're a special teams coordinator, and you're not on the hot seat. Mm. Maybe you're, I understand you're trying to motivate people, but like you can't like blindly lie like, yeah. and try to motivate that way. That shit don't work. It doesn't, no. But um, You got more playoff implications? Yeah, where were we? We were Dallas, Philly, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Both teams, both teams need to win, and they need help to get in. Well, Pittsburgh gets pending also tonight. Like Their chances will be better if, if they win. If they yeah. win, yeah. Uh, Cincy, Cleveland. Cincinnati cl- uh, clinched um, and can get the one seed with the Cincinnati. Yeah, so the Bengals can get the one seed. They need the Chiefs. And the Titans and to the lose. And the Titans to lose, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's mostly because the, they're ahead. Right now, they're the, the two seed. I'm Let me tell you sure. something. I'm almost I, – I really want to bet the house on the Chiefs this week. I don't think they're going to – I think they want to stay hot. Or not stay hot. I think they want to, you know, have some momentum going into the playoffs. I don't think they lose two in a row going into the playoffs. This is a big, I think, Andy Reid Chiefs get right week before they go into the playoffs, um, especially if they have to play. Um, so – that's just like a little betting nugget. I'm gonna. Um, I think I'm on the Chiefs. House bets. House bets. They'll probably be a, a fairly big favorite. Last I checked, they were a nine and a half point yeah. favorite going into Denver. Nice little tease. But Denver is also like depleted right now. They got nothing. Yeah. They got no life. Half the roster was on the COVID list against the Chargers too. Like, man, that, that's that's something we got to monitor too. You know, like I was thinking, I was talking with Will today. We we're we we're about to record the pod, and I was like, man. I don't know if I would want to bet any money in futures right now in the NFL. In general, no way. The only thing that I like about next week betting is obviously like incentive-based bets. Yeah, but be careful with those because that's something that a lot of people are already floating around. Like Cooper Cup needs 12 catches. That's a lot, though. That is a lot, but also like the sports books know this, too. So they're not going to set the lines to give you. I'm much more inclined to take those bets for teams that are actually playing for nothing. You know, like a Hunter Renfro may uh, break a Raiders record for receiving yards or touchdowns or, you know, the games that actually don't matter. Those are Yeah, the but situations. the Raiders game matters. Th- that was a bad example. Right, but I, I see the concept. Yes. Yeah, Raiders are... Yeah. Raiders like are, if Kenny Galladay had a touchdown record, which he doesn't, I, yeah. think, he, I think he scored no touchdowns. If you're a playoff team, those things are... You're not... In my opinion, those are not a concern of you yours. Wanna, you want to win, yeah. But if you're on the Lions, for example, like maybe it's... You know, Jamal Williams is like forty rushing yards away from a bonus or so, like what, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. so those are some of the things to think about, at least when it comes to like props for next week. Um, so Seattle, Arizona, Arizona's in must win for a chance at the division. Yeah, they got to win, and the Niners <clears throat> got to beat the Rams, which is interesting because first of all, the, the Niners have beaten the Rams like five straight times, yep. and then also the Niners have something to play for too. So that game is going to be intriguing for the, playoff seat, like for seeding, right? Like, well, yeah, for 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 seeding and to get into the playoffs too. Yeah, if you're the Niners, um, yeah. So Seattle, yeah, yeah, Seattle, yeah. So Seattle at Arizona, Arizona's in must win for chance of division. Kansas City at Denver, Kansas City's in needs a win for the chance at the number one seed, as we said. San Francisco at L.A. Rams must win for both, essentially. Uh, and to your point about the division. Chargers at Raiders. Sunday night football. Winners and losers out. This yeah. is a, you know, loser, loser leaves town match. Yeah, for real. Let's which go. Is, which favorite. is cool. Uh, same. Uh, in reverse. Um, so, so, look, real quick. These are just a high level. These are games. In terms of, like, handicapping, in terms of betting the next week, uh, these are the games that actually mean something for both sides. So, 
just a piece of advice. If, if you're going to bet on teams, I would probably maybe like highlight these. Uh, Chargers at Raiders, Niners at Rams, and then maybe Pittsburgh at Baltimore if Pittsburgh wins. Those are the only three games where both, both teams, teams have something to play for. Yes. So I would just say, guys, just proceed with caution. Um, well, there's one really cool thing that the NFL has done for a while now, and it's in the past there used to be, remember in 07, I know I'm dating it now, but 07, week 17, was Patriots-Giants. A oh. non-division game didn't matter, really. Yeah. But now what they've done is winning your division is the easiest path for you to get the, in the playoffs. So, so let's make all regular season finales division, division games. games. So if you are the... Let's Char- think of a game. Let's think of Chargers game. Chargers Raiders? No. If, if, yeah. If you, yeah. Bam. Let's knock them out. Or if you're the Rams, right? The Rams. You're already in the playoffs. You're chilling. Yeah, I want to win my division, but also I can knock out these dudes who have been stopping us for five straight games. That's a great point. So Trey Lance, who knows? Um, yeah, so I think it's it's and then these are just a completely meaningless Green Bay at Detroit, Chicago at Minnesota, Carolina at Tampa, Washington at Giants. Those are just a completely meaningless stay away, and then the rest of the teams play against eliminated teams already. Before we continue with today's show, big ups to the members of the Patreon, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak, Stephen Briggs, and Ryan Pisner. Support for the show comes from Patreon, patreon.com slash veteransminimum. Bro, speaking of incentives, addressing the elephant in the room is the AB stuff that went down, right? Like yeah. that outburst. First of all, what do you think of that? Because you got a perfect glimpse of it because it, it was against the Jets, right? Like, I was at the gym watching this. I was like, yo, what is happening? First of all, I thought it was a fan at one point. Yeah. At first. Because like, his shirt was off. Yeah. I'm like, oh, a fan is streaking. It's crazy. It's kind of cold out, bro. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> they show it to You're like, what is happening? Uh, I, I mean, he claims that he was hurt. And that Arians and they were asking him to go in. And he's like, nah, I'm hurt. I, don't, I can't play. I'm hurt. And he's like, if you can't, you're out here. If you can't play, get out. And he's like, right, I'm out. Peace. He really he lives. Like, I'm, I'm, I think he did. He just released a, a, a hip hop mixtape yeah, yeah. or something like that. A, Pit to the palace. So maybe you know, maybe this is all part of the marketing plan. I don't maybe know. Maybe he bro. knew, like, all right, I'm gonna go viral. I'm gonna just try to sell this mixtape. Fuck my NFL career. I mean, dude, you, you were talking about incentives before. He needed eight more catches to get a three hundred and thirty-three thousand three hundred and thirty-three dollar bonus. Right, this is at the time that he got ejected. Well, self ejected. Yeah, you can make more on YouTube, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm he needed 55 yards to unlock another bonus, and then he needed one receiving touchdown to get another bonus. So you think it was the incentives? No, I'm saying like this shit was mad costly, bro. I don't care how good your mixtape yeah. is or your album is, and he, and you know Brady, bro. Brady's been vouching for this guy. Adam stay in his crib and shit. Even yeah. after the game, he's like, he hey, you know, right so now guilty. we need to stand by him. He's going through some stuff. Brady should be the one being like, yo, dude, what the fuck, man? Yeah. I've been holding you down all the time. I, I brought you to New England. I vouched for you to Tampa Bay. I think he knows there's probably something going on with him. Yeah, he would probably know him better than, than anyone. And, and yo, look, we I've said this many times. When you're talented, people put up with your bullshit, right? Guess what, man? The Bucks need him. Yeah. They don't got Godwin. Evans is a slant route away always from pulling a hamstring and being hobbled. But they don't have Fournette, who I think Shady has been a huge absence for them because Ronald Jones, he ain't it. Yeah. Dude is like a 2.3 yards per carry running back. And they got Gronk. It's ironic that it happened the second that they needed him. He was on his best behavior when they had Godwin healthy, when Mike Evans was healthy, you know, when when Gronk was healthy, right? When all those guys were healthy, when Fournette was healthy, right? You know, he had to he had to play his part and he had to kind of... He, you know, I hate to say it. He is he valuable to that team? Absolutely. But was he as needed as he was on Sunday? No. And maybe you know, you know, there's something potentially. I hate to say it, but maybe there's something going on. You know, I hate to like, you know, uh, say that he has mental health issues. Like I don't want to blindly say that, but it's clear that if there was some type of a mental health issue, that may be what it looks like. I don't want to, yeah, put a label on it. Well, ever since that hate he took against that's perfect. what people are the perfect. 
but if you line it up, man, that's the publicly year, at least the year. A- yeah, the year yeah. from what we know, right? Yeah, the year after is when the whole Steeler fiasco goes down. He's calling the out social bed, me- with the social media, the, social the media. Room. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the the recordings in in uh, against Kansas City where they he's recording Tomlin yeah. and shit. Um, he just chooses not to play in the game where it was like, yo, you winning, you can make the playoffs potentially with the triple Bs oh, in, I don't- Pit- in Pittsburgh where he sat out that last game of the regular season because he was hurt. And then he calls out, he goes on the shop with LeBron and them, and he calls out a uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He goes to Oakland, the Raiders at the time. He called uh, Mike Mayak a cracker. Yeah, the, the fallout from yeah. that. Then he signs with New England. First game, what's up? 18 targets to AB, scores a touchdown. Then they they release him because he hits up the uh, the girl that put out the accusation. He's yeah. like, yo, what's up? Why are you making these accusations? And, you know, Belichick is like, yo, I don't want to deal with none of that. Done. And then Brady still, despite all this, is like, yo, bro, come to Tampa. We got you. We got you. And, yo, that's a good point because it was similar to Odell in the sense of when Odell signed with the Rams, it was like, oh, shit, Cup, Woods, Van Jefferson. Now we got Odell. I'm a nice to have. I, I'm, I'm more of a luxury and then, bam, next day, Robert Woods tears his ACL, and it's like, now I'm needed. Yeah. Now I can't fuck around. So you're looking at it with A.B., Godwin torn ACL, Evans hobbled. You saw what happened last week. He got 15 targets against yeah. the Panthers when they played. So now it's like, yo, A.B., now we need you, bro. And then this is what happens. But I think this. it's maybe something in the back of his mind where it's like, okay, I have the freedom because they need me. Mm. I can do what I want because they got nothing else. It's different, you know. I'm the fourth string, third string. Let me, you know, let me, let me chill. Yeah. Let me just, let me just fall in order. So you think we've seen the last of him in the league, bro? In, I in feel- the NFL, yeah. But that fan controlled football league, you know, you ever hear about that? Johnny nah. Manziel's in that league. Nah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, it's crazy, bro. Because if you look at him, if you put his numbers up against historical wide receivers think about it he didn't even play for like three years and he's like close to the top 10 in yards bro i don't think we'll ever see a wide receiver have a better five-year stretch than him and then the only other one i can think of is like what Devonte adams has done since like 2016 yeah and remember antonio i mean antonio brown did it with ben roethlisberger for a majority of his time yeah no he's Antonio Brown's, oh, I thought he was a little bit higher. He's 24th all-time in receiving yards, but he didn't play for three years. Yeah. Right? So, you know, he'd be, to put that, to put where he is into perspective, so he has basically like 13,000 receiving yards, right? I mean, bro, just to put that into perspective, Marvin Harrison has 14,500 receiving yards. So... You know, that's like a season behind Marvin Harrison. Bro, look at A.B. from 2013 to 2018. These are the yard totals. 1499, 1698, 1834, 1284, 1533, 1297. And in those seasons, he scored. Ready for this? 8, 13, 10, 12, 9, 15. And you know there were years where people were like, oh, fantasy regression. What's up? Double-digit touchdowns every year. And on top of that... 110, 129, 136, 106, 101, 104. Those are the amount of catches. Yeah. You're talking about a 136 receptions in 2015 where it was not what it is today. 1834. I bet him 30 to 1 to lead the league in receiving yards one year. And that was the year. 1834. That was the year. 1834 yards, son. Dude was a beast. But I do think it's the last we've seen of him. Yeah. Because, look, people put up with your bullshit when you're talented. It's the sad reality of how our society is. I'll never forget, bro. One of my customers, Fortune 500 CEO, dude is just like, just smells like money, right? Comes up. Guy that worked with him was right before us. Hammered. 7.30 in the morning. Obliterated. Every single day. You can smell the jack when you come and order eggs. And we would always talk about like betting and fantasy and whatever. You're like, yo, when you're going back to South Beach, let's go together. Like wild shit, right? And his boss would come up right after him. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, I see you up in the office. 
and I go to his boss. I was like, yo, m- mad, mad sus of me. Just like kind Calling of, sn- him out kind, kind of snitch on him. I was like, hey, man, you know, he like drinks and stuff. Like he smells like I was young. I was maybe like 21, 22. I didn't know the game like I do now. And he goes, yo, he's the best guy I have. <laughs> he's like, I don't get it. Every day he comes in hungover. Uh, he's like, I don't know if he does drugs. I don't know what it is, but he's the best guy I have. No one could close deals like him when it's when he got to be on, he got to be on. He performs. He performs. So it's like, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm sure the guy that runs the company, if you're running a company, you don't want your, your, your employees showing up hammered. Yeah. But what do you do when he's your best guy? And he's making you millions and who knows if it's billions of dollars. It's tough right? for the locker room. It's, it's tough for, for work morale and everyone else. But... Yeah, yeah, fucking Bill over here, he's hammered. Why are you getting at me? Yeah. Like, well, maybe you should start drinking to get these deals closed. And then everyone in the locker room is looking around, or locker room, or everyone in the office, at yeah. least. Yeah. But yo, bro, that always resonated with me in the sense of like, yo, if you're talented, people are going to put you up get with, away with shit. You, you could get away with shit, yeah. But I, I think it's I think it's clip for him. Yeah. I think it's quiet. So, wasn't I mean, you know. A couple teams could use a wide receiver, but at this point, he's got to do the full Tony Dungy redemption tour. Yeah, the mm. full three sixty. It's gonna be tough, man. Or one eighty, not three sixty. I think that is like, like if he had that outburst and he just sat on the bench and yeah. didn't take his pads off and just was like, "Yo, I'm not going back in." Yeah. Like I even think Tampa Bay would deal with it. I really do. If he just was like, "Yo, I'm not going back in," he man, just I'm went hurt. to the locker room, maybe. Or yeah, he went to the locker room, or he just sat on the sideline, like on the bench by himself. I think they put up with it. But when you're doing especially that, especially now, when you're doing that, yeah, I think yeah. it's quiet. But and yeah. now, and now Tampa Bay, bro, with all due respect, like I, I, I thought they were probably like one of the safest teams, and now they're so beat up. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I don't. It's hard, man. It's hard to repeat. Everyone's coming to give you the, your best shot too. And I know they got Brady. I know they got the goat and all that. But it, that he's not the issue. He's not the person I'm worried about. I was worried about the DBs. I was worried about a lot of things, injuries too. Like they're coming in hobbled, bro. They're coming in hobbled. You know who's firing right now? Cincinnati. Hot. Hot. Burrow. Hot. You, That's your man's not. Now you love Burrow, huh? I, nah, I mean, there's just, I've been, I've been saying it. There's the, it, he has like the it factor, whatever yeah. that it factor is. It's, it's, it's not tangible. Well, it's tangible. It doesn't, it's not physical. You can't test for that. It's just. There, there's no workout at the combine. What I thought was so fitting was that, you know, like his name got ripped off the back. To me, Joe Burrow is such a name on the front and not the back guy anyway. So it was so fitting that he didn't have his last name on his back when he was slicing them up at the end of the game. His fourth quarter stats, his fourth quarter and second half stats are like off the charts. Uh, He's like really high up in a lot of like big play categories, 40 plus yard plays, 30 plus yard plays, all that. Um, And it's just the crunch time moments, right? It's, it's, It's what kind of... You know, quarterbacks get paid because of, and it's kind of how they get their stripes and all that is how you perform late, late in the game when, you know, it's on your shoulders and you got to, you know, make a crazy throw into a tight window or whatever the case is. And, um, you know, he's doing a great job of that. And obviously he has great weapons around him and, and that's no slight to him. Um, he's, he's making it work and he's, he's, there's that team is really good. Well, yo, there, there's so much I want to break down because if you remember, Coming into this season. Those weapons, you are really high on the love offense. Love the offense, right? Burrow's fourth in the league in passing yards. I thought he was my favorite long shot to lead the league in passing. Because you thought they were going to be bad. They're going to be <clears throat> they're going to be bad. But not even that, bro. He's thrown for 900 yards the last two weeks. Yeah. And the teams know what they want to do. Came <laughs> from behind against Kansas City twice, right? 21-7 and then 28-14. They know he's going to sling it. They know where he's going to give it. And dude is just cool, calm, collected. You're blitzing, no problem. Well, the offensive line, and I think another impressive piece of it is the offensive line's not good. Like, but it's better than what it was last year. Yeah, but I yeah, guess yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but it's I still think, not elite. You're not saying, oh man, that Bengals O line is tremendous. From everything that I hear and I read, it's not even a top half offensive line. You know, it's still maybe a back ha- back third, mm. a twenty to thirty. You know, something back there. Right, right, right. It's not even a top half. So. Um, it's a lot of credit. And I guess that's what happens, right? If you don't have the greatest offensive line, if you have unreal skill guys who can, you know, you can get the ball out quick and, and obviously can make some things happen after the catch, like that's a way to kind of offset a bad offensive line. Um, so they're making it work. And um, yeah, it's just, 
Joe Burrow, man. It's that. It's it's. I don't know if you saw the picture. It was in the locker room after the game. He took a picture with with, with T Higgins uh, and Jamar Chase with the with the cigar in his mouth. Um, and then the other one with the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I thought it was like thumbs Insta- up. Like, it's, Instagram versus LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. That was Dude, hilarious. he he has this kind of like a charisma. This kind of a. Uh, you know, you're like similar to a Brady, bro. Where in a sense, it's like you you have him. You, you it's like you almost you always have a chance. You feel like you always have a chance. So, um, well, that was my favorite thing about some of the performances that they've had because he strikes me as a dude that if they were to get in as a wild card team, I know they're gonna have a home game, but he'll be like, "Yo, we gotta go into Kansas City, Arrowhead. No big don't deal. matter. Any squad, any place. ASAP, baby. Fuck that. Where, yeah. where you want? You want us to go into Lambo? I know they're not gonna go into Lambo, but like." 12 degree weather, don't care. Yep. I got that guy. Let's go. Let's go. Jamar Chase had more receiving yards than Mahomes had passing yards. What do you think the odds on that were? Well, it's funny because you know who was out there, right? That boy Sorensen was back out there. Well, what about Ward? Ward hit the, the, the gritty on him, and then after that, just gets lost. That's why Bro. you don't gritty till the end of the game, man. Bro, talk about a takeover 11, 266, and three. Rookie of the year. Now he's the favorite again. Yeah, like I and I mean, look, bro, he's having an all pro season. Yeah, no, he's gonna be a Pro Bowler. Orlovsky made the argument that, like, you know, he's gonna make the argument for the quarterback, and plus it's TV, right? So whatever, let's just get that out in the open. Now, I understand the argument. You know, like he's gonna Mac is making the playoffs, and he's got you know as much as we were. I was a little high on some of those skill guys coming into the year, and maybe earlier on. He's got no one in top 10, top 12 at their positions, at, you know, on the team. So Mac is doing it with much less. But granted, he has an unreal coaching staff and unreal defense that can make up for it. So that's the argument for Mac Jones, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. is, who's he throwing it to? Right. But it's still Jamar Chase to me, hands down. Yeah, I feel like Chase just... Because he's winning them games at this point. And it's hard to think like a skilled guy is winning you games, but he's had, I think, two 200-yard games and like multiple, multiple touchdown games. Yeah, and think about if if he's not there. Does T. Higgins put up 12 for 196 and two touchdowns two weeks point. ago? Yeah. So who, who knows, right? And And is Joe Burrow as comfortable as he is with him there? Like, bro, we, we kept talking about it, dude. How we overthought it. Like, we should yeah. have bet him to win rookie of the year. Yeah, like, that bro, will never happen again. The greatest college football season we've ever seen from these two guys. You know what's sick in the head, though? That Joe Burrow's only fifth in the league in passing yards. Yeah, top five. It's crazy. <laughs> Brady's four nine. Pretty much Brady's almost at 5,000. He's 10 yeah. yards, like 10 yards away. It's wild, man. They're, look, they're, they're going to be fun. They're going to be a problem because I think... <clears throat> I'll tell you this, bro. If they if they play like in Kansas City and they're a seven and a half point underdog, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna give him a touchdown anymore. Patreon <laughs> money bets, like they're, they're, we're, they're, we're they're, catching they're, those. They're never gonna give Bengals uh, that many points. Nah, probably not. I mean, they were a five point favorite uh, underdog against against the Chiefs. So and Kansas City, right? Let's let's talk about Kansas City now. I don't want to, you know, sell all stock. They were on an eight game winning streak. However, the two times you played top tier quarterbacks during this run, yeah, you kind of got lit up. It was, it was it was it was Herbert on Thursday night football, which they probably win that game if they have any other kind of coach, right? Because this coach is like, fuck that, we're going for fourth down, we're going Ugh. fourth and goal. Like even if we kick one field goal, we win that game, right? And then you go up against Burrow, you get four hundred forty yards, bro. This defense is it's good, it's improved. And Spagnola is gonna. Uh, he's taking some heat. He is, yeah, because he's a little too aggressive. When this get, guy's cooking you all game and third down, major blitz scenario, and it's another thing, bro. Twelve targets he had, eleven catches. Yeah. Meaning, like every throw that he made to him was just a catch. I mean, if you're watching the game, he would. They would hit like that, kind of like a not a slant and go, but almost like a fade on Ward. Like I don't know how many times they ran that on him, and, and you know, obviously he scored a couple touchdowns. But um, how do you feel about Cincinnati going into the playoffs? I, I, I don't know if I trust them, but I think what I'm so worried about is just COVID right now. So you made a great point about like future bets. No way. I have no idea what's going to happen right now. No one has any idea. It's just you got to wait. Also, think about how many guys have been impacted, even if they, they go on COVID and then they play that same week. 
Yeah, like like once. Once? Yeah. What the fuck was that? Who? Started off like one of nine. So, let's talk contenders real quick. So, this has to do with a, a little bit of a little Kansas City sprinkling in some other really good teams. So, essentially, since 2002, half of the Super Bowl teams finished in the top three in net yards per play. So, it's an important kind of an indicator of, you know, deep success into the season. If I asked you, who do you think the top three teams are through week 17 of net yards per play? Or yeah, if, I, if, if there were three. Can so you, net yards per play, though, for those that don't know, it's how many yards you get on offense, how many yards you give up on defense, the net, right? I feel like it would have to be good teams, right? So right off the bat, you kind of can eliminate about half the league. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm going to say Green Bay. Not in the top three. Not in the top three Packers. I mean, kind of a layup. Would you say Kansas City? Nope. No. They're actually, they're actually on the other end. Poor yard, poor net yards per play. Oh, okay. They're, they're in the batch of playoff teams <clears throat> with poor poor net yards per play. Okay. Uh, give me a hint. AFC or NFC? Two NFC, one AFC. Two NFC. Arizona? Nope. I mean, at that point. Dallas? They're in the poor section. Wow. Poor net yards per play. I'm stumped now, Diggs, bro. by the way, has is just getting torched. Diggs Talk is... about interceptions masking a season where, don't get me wrong, interceptions are extremely important, and they're game-changing plays, and especially he's taking them to the house. But there's like a lot to be said for like some of these other plays that he's giving up. High risk, high reward. I guess he's like a Marcus Peters 2.0, right? Yeah. Um, but my bad. So... I could you want me to just give them to yeah, you? Yeah, give it. God, dude, I gave you like six teams. You're right. That's, that's six. why this yeah. is so fascinating. Okay. Buffalo, the Rams, and San Francisco are the top three. Yeah. Yo, that was my Super Bowl pick. Those are the top Those three. Those are my Super Bowl prediction. Bills, Rams, baby. Ticket lives. Buffalo plus, plus one net yard per play. Yo, ever since that game against the Pats, they've done a couple yeah. of things, Buffalo. Yeah. They're playing pissed off. And yo, Devin Singletary has kind of been... You know, dominating the backfield. They're giving them some carries. Yeah. It can't be the Josh Allen show. They can't. Slowly... Nah, you can't have that. By the way, real quick. I don't know who I heard say this, but I kind of agree. If you watch Trevor Lawrence play, they should kind of build the Josh Allen offense around Trevor Lawrence. Like, I want Trevor Lawrence to beef up a little bit. And because when he runs with the ball, he's so dynamic and explosive. Like, watching him this season, it's not been great. Yeah. But when he has the ball in his hands and he's, like, you know, rushing, it's, it's, it's really kind of dangerous. So... I think that would kind of be an interesting kind of a way to approach that offense moving forward is 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 a Josh Allen type. Maybe, you know, there's seven QB runs a game. I mean, they're doing some of that already, but, you know, maybe yeah. like Dayball would be the perfect head coach for Jacksonville. Yeah. Granted, they need someone with more stability. Um, but anyway, so Buffalo, Rams, San Francisco, top three net yards per play, playoff guys, contenders. Poor net yards per play. Dallas, Kansas City, Tennessee, which leads me to kind of a little piece on Kansas City. Uh, not Kansas City, uh, Tennessee. Is this the worst number one seed in the last few years? I had a feeling this conversation would come up at some point. Yes and no. And I know it's a, it's a weird way. Yes, because nobody believes in them. Yes, in the sense of, there's not a team like if you look at the NFC, you're like, fuck, man, I gotta go through Lambo. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be tough. As someone who has two teams I'm invested in to make the Super Bowl from the NFC, I don't want the Rams and LA team to have to go into Green, Green Bay. Bay in January. Like I'm worried about As an AFC ticket holder, you're saying send me to Tennessee. Bro, I can't wait to bet against yeah. Tennessee in that first game that they play. They're the first division winner, let alone one seed with a negative net yard per play differential now hold on let's let's push back on myself on this one because i actually have a take that i think will that actually that all of this stuff is actually a benefit derrick henry is going to come back yeah and this is huge for them to be able to rest them yet an additional week right so if you rest them this week you take should take care of business against houston if you want to be the top seed yes so then you have this week to rest them and then next week with the bye, and then you get the big dog and you know what he means to that team so maybe we need to think of this Titans team when they were seven and one, seven and two, as opposed to what we've seen 
them losing at home to Houston. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we got to look at it like that. So, cross-sport comparison. Okay. I think... The Utah Jazz. Nah. <sighs> this is... No, well... Because you know I hate Utah, bro. I think this is like when Steph Curry got hurt for the Warriors. This will ultimately benefit Tennessee. By playing without your best player, they're literally playing without their identity. And they're figuring it out. Granted, they're probably the worst one seed, right, and all of this stuff, but they don't have their best player. They don't have their identity. I think having to make it work ultimately makes them a better team down the road because it's because you know we know what happens in the playoffs. They stack the box, and Derrick Henry isn't as effective. He has some hell of a game, so I'm, I'm not taking that away from him. But there's been moments where you yeah, know, you saw last year with Baltimore where they were just like, "Yo, you're not going to beat us." Tannehill, AJ, go go figure nuts. it out. Right. So I think. Again, it's essentially like they're playing with one arm tied behind their back, and they're still winning. Granted, it's not pretty, and they're not beating the greatest teams, but I just think ultimately this may may help in the long run. It may not even be this season. Like I'm talking about, like just for the the group as a whole. Like even maybe going into next year, it's like, look, I mean, we were the one seed without him. You know, for everything that you hear on the radio and you see on TV is Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Well, they're doing it without him. So I think you know, credit to the defense, Mike Vrabel probably locked up. Head coach of the year. Yeah, out of nowhere too, right? Connors was like, well, I think just because of all this. Me. Yeah. So, um, hey, yo, Foreman has been playing pretty well for him. That's a dude who came into the league young. Looks like just like him. word and like blew out his Achilles. I'm pretty sure he was at like 23, 22 years old, and guy's been balling out also. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting, man. So, although you know, big picture, it could be good for them. Right now, it's like, how many teams in the AFC would you take over Tennessee? I'm taking Kansas City. I'm taking. Well, it goes back to my Buffalo and New England. But I don't know about New England. You take Tennessee over New England? I think I would. Well, they beat them already once, right? Well, yeah, and (laughs) and and I think one of the reasons why is, yo, I'm old school with it. I I don't know if it's old school, but I just look at it as every team in the AFC probably has a better quarterback than them. Yeah. If you're looking at the AFC right now, right? The only the only one is probably Wentz. Right? Like well, I'd probably take Tannehill over Wentz. At least it's a close conversation, but you're not I'd taking I take Tannehill. You're taking Burrow yeah. over him. I would take the Bengals over the Titans. Am I crazy? Nah, I think I think a lot of people feel right, that cool. way with you too. And then like with Lamar, well, the thing with the Baltimore's, I, I the, this season was so tough for them. Mm. In a, in a in another universe where Lamar stayed healthy, and I, I know that's impossible to say, if Lamar was healthy in, well, in bro, the last few, even, la- I know Lamar, but like Huntley's played pretty well for them. I know they've lost a lot of the games that he's played, but man, not even Lamar, bro. Like they, they lost what they're the depleted whole secondary. by injuries. Yeah, they didn't have Bateman, Watkins in and out the lineup. The only reliable piece has been Mark Andrews. Dude had the year everyone thought he was gonna have last year. This year, yeah, and I, I think if you're looking at it. They probably have the quarterback that you trust the least going into the playoffs. And because it's an unknown with Mac Jones. And you also have the Belichick factor where he's going to be protected. Yeah. Right? Belichick's not going to go in there and be like, yo, let's go blow for blow with Mahomes in a shootout. It's like, nah, we're going to run that shit with Damian Harris, who I think he's like first in the league in touchdowns now with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Close. Bro, he has like 15 touchdowns. Damian Simmons Harris. gave that out as a pick at the beginning of the season. Obviously, he's a homer, but not a bad. Wow. No, yeah. Nice call there. Yeah. I mean, he's a Patriots fan. Right, so. right. I Just so hard to trust that backfield. Anyway, but, they're the one seed, and I think there's four, three to four teams I would not think twice about taking over them. Would you agree, though, that the AFC – all those teams would love to play in Tennessee as opposed yes. to, like, no one in the NFC wants to go play in Green Bay. It's fucking freezing. Yeah. Yo, I didn't know that no one made a kick over 50-something yards in after a certain point in the year in Green Bay. It's like, you can't kick anything, like, over 50 yards in Green Bay Bro, in, like, that's January. One of the field goals that Tynes kicked in that 07 run was, was like, a 48-yard. Yeah. That's why it was such a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So fucking cold. Um, and they, it's, it's to their advantage. So... I just and then real quick, I, I just think you know the Niners. If this season kind of reminds me of of the Kaepernick year, like if Jimmy, like I think Trey Lance is is super explosive, and I actually have some interesting kind of nuggets that 
Jimmy G, because he's limited with his arm, throws a lot of kind of picks in the middle of the field. Yeah. And with Trey Lance, um, the ball's not at like not as like being thrown over the middle as much, and he's actually kind of less dangerous with the ball. You think Jimmy G, kind of relatively speaking, like safe throws, right? Like screens and dump offs and all this, but because he's limited to the middle of the field, he throws a lot of picks to linebackers and all this stuff. And anyway, just you look at the passing chart from yesterday of Trey Lance, <clears throat> it's a lot of sideline throws. And it's a little less risky. And what he could do with his legs, man, I just, you know, Shanahan, I think is, you know, is uh, is pretty impressive, especially later on in the season. And he's got an, an interesting offensive weapon, man. Um, so, what would you say? What team are you the most confident in going into the playoffs? Of the teams that have already clinched, what team would you say that if I was to give you a thousand dollars, you go to win bet? And it's like, yo, here's a free play, bro. Pick a team. Regardless of odds. Just a team that you feel the safest about. To win the Super Bowl? Or to get there? I think it's Green Bay. I think it is also. But I think a lot, all these teams are, I feel like all these, these are the most, it's the most amount of teams in the league with so like every team has so many flaws. Like, there's been seasons in the past where you're like, yo, this team, the only way they could lose is if they beat themselves kind of thing, right? Yeah. But, you know, you're talking about the Packers special teams, right? You're talking about the – is are the offensive line injuries going to catch up to Green Bay too? You know, having all these backups coming in and whatnot. Um, what happens if you take away Devontae Adams, which is – seems like him and Cup, it's impossible to take away – because of how much they motion them, they'll avoid the best coverage. Like they just scheme things up to those guys. How great they are running the ball, obviously, with play action. Right. Yeah. But I think every team is flawed. I want to say Green Bay is that team. But yo, as someone who is financially invested in the LA Rams, I think the only team that could go into Green Bay and beat them is Dallas. Dallas is. Six and two on the road. Better on the road. Weird. Yeah, that and also, I think they're frauds. I think Dallas is a fraud team. Yesterday, I loved them at minus six and a half. They lose, right? They did? I know, and it was so dumb of me, bro. It was so dumb of me. I was, I was saying how... That's so many points. Not only that. Like, I fell for the primetime factor. You saw them play on Sunday Night Football, beat the shit out of Washington. They couldn't have been valued higher, and, and Arizona Arizona's couldn't have been looked worse. L- yeah, yeah. And I fell for the most donkey average Joe play ever, and I was so upset at myself. But all year, not even a reaction to me losing that bet. All year, I've been saying, I can't wait to bet against the Cowboys in the first round. Some eggs. The, the Denver egg was weird. So, And then the Raider egg was weird. But here's the thing, right? Dallas is so strange to me because I can see them doing the first round bounce dance or they can go to the Super Bowl. And I think they're the only team that could beat the Packers in Green Bay. I really do. Because they can run the ball. They can run the ball. Their defense is aggressive. That front could get after Rodgers. Diggs is uh, opportunistic. Like, they have pieces there. I know they lost Gallup to the ACL, and I feel bad for that dude because he's going to be a free agent also. But there's something about Dallas where you're going to – and you know they're going to play back the the Dez catch it. Yep. Right? The frozen tundra shit. All these, like, classic, iconic NFL film stuff. But there's something about the Cowboys for as bad as it's looked. We have seen them after bad losses. And this one, even though it was a three-point game, bro, like this is why watching the games is so important. Because if you look at Dak Prescott, you're like, oh, over 220 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Oh, he played great. He should have. He threw. uh, Byron, was it Byron Murphy? Byron Murphy dropped the pick six. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, yo, you if you watch that game with that, how many balls got tipped at the line? Yeah. And, and yo, for uh, they have dope-ass weapons, bro. Schultz, I think, has been a revelation. Yep. Dude, is a, he's a really good tight end. You got Cooper. You got Lamb. You had Gallup at the time. Cedric Wilson comes in and scores a touchdown. And Not bad. He's been able to step in and be sort of your, uh, I don't know about the Sean Jackson, but that kind of, like, speedster take the top off of defense. And then you got the two running backs in the backfield. You have a really good offensive line. But you're watching Dak yesterday, and you're just like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah. 
dude just didn't like watching that game. You're like, yo, he didn't play well. But if you like went out with your girlfriend or your boyfriend and then you're, you're watching on your phone, you're like, oh, shit, he played good. Yeah. Put up 30 in my fantasy league. The box score says it tells a different right. story. Yeah. So I'm, uh, they're a very polarizing team for many reasons. But to me, I could see them losing at home to like Philly in the first round or the Niners. Niners. I could see that. But then I could also see them being a team that could win in Green Bay. Yeah. And and I'm going to have to be rooting for Dallas because I think for the Rams to get there, as someone who's financially invested in the Rams, I need the Rams to take care of business, obviously, their own right. Yeah. But I think the only team that could win in Green Bay is Dallas. Man, if the Rams can just not if, – if, if Stafford just can maybe not throw some pick sixes, they'd be – The most in the league. Four, four already. How wild is that? And yo, Jalen Ramsey, do you think maybe in the playoffs, can, can you just t- take over I was like, a you wide, play wide, receiver? wide receiver? No, no, like take over oh. guarding the no- number one wide receiver. Yeah, but I think that's by by strategy. The strategy in their scheme. Around, yeah, yeah, they move them around to benefit everyone else in a sense. Like, you know, maybe they need them to guard a tight end on one possession or blitz yeah. or whatever. But, but yo, if. Yeah, no. I, if I'm the Rams, I'm going, yo, you know what we're going to do this time if we play Green Bay again? I don't give a fuck where he lines up. You're on. You're on 17. Yeah, I think. I think the Rams can beat the Packers too. Now that I think about it, though, pass rush, the pass you rush. Put Ramsey Von on Adams. playing a lot better. Then uh, they can run the ball. Keep the Sony Michelle man. The clock. Been, yeah, and you know you you have enough weapons. I I think uh, I think the Rams can do it. I want to. Um, any other NFL stuff you want to talk about? Real quick. Shitty primetime product. 93-24 combined score the last two Sunday Night Football games. <laughs> and, bro, even the one before that was Saints-Bucks. Saints 13-zip? <laughs> 9-zip. Nine, nine <laughs> Come on, man. I feel bad Ooh. for Collins. Yo, how, was, how do you not put Chiefs Bengals on? Probably? Yeah, man. Get a chance to show the world Chase and yeah. Burrow and fuck. Uh, Bills moved around the offensive line, and they haven't <clears> given up a sack. Yeah. And and you mentioned the rushing yards. I'm just kind of running through here. I want to talk a little bit about Kirk Herbstreet it's and his boy. comments. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, how many times have we said, "Yo, that's your boy"? It's like clearly not our boy. Not it's our just, guy at it's all. It's just funny. I mean, so, I like him. So yo, yeah, I'm a fan of his too. But he comes out and he says that the kids that elect to not play in the bowl games don't love the sport anymore. They're not the passionate. Back in my day, guy, right? Like this is the <laughs> ultimate back in my day thing. How do you feel? How do you feel about college kids sitting out bowl games? And especially now with the NIL, where like you know you can make some money too. They should. I have no problem with these guys sitting out when the bowl games don't matter. I mean, to be very honest with you, I may not even care if the bowl games did matter. Like if if someone was sitting out. Like the college football playoff, I would pro- that would be tough. That would be tough for me to be cool with. But any of these other bowl games that literally don't matter, they're basically just advertisements. Yo, I'm pretty sure, bro, and I know this is terrible, like journalism and, and, and analysis, but I'm pretty sure no one that's played in a college football playoff that was of that upper echelon talent has sat out. Really, I can't think of one. No, because to, because that's because worth something. That's worth something. Yeah, bro. Yo, listen. Bro, the Duke's mayonnaise bowl. That's an ad. That's a three hour ad. Bro, I'm not. I don't give a fuck about the Jimmy Kimmel bowl. That's the point. No one. If you why how are you criticizing these kids when the games don't matter? I have no issues with a kid wanting to sit out a game, or if he wants to play in it. Like, if you're if you're Mackerel. Oh, man. Right? That's the big talking point, right? Dude's going to be probably the first quarterback taken. Yeah, it's a weak class, but you're still going to be the top quarterback taken. Yeah. So you're going to make some money. And dude gets hurt, right? And he's on crutches on the sideline. And yeah, it's the Sugar Bowl. But the Sugar Bowl isn't what it used to be. Like, yo, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, those used to be like bowl games. These don't even matter. For me, if I'm not playing in the college football playoff, I'm done. I'm good, bro. And you know what it is? The reason it's so it sucks to hear this because it's not like they're sitting out regular season games. You know what I mean? It's different. It's really different. The games are act they're exhibition games. Like 
No, but you're not you're not gonna sit out the regular season because one, you want to get more tape, right? So you have more more games to play. Of course. But also, it's like you're playing in these regular season games because it could lead to the college football playoff. Yeah. Where after you don't get that bid and you're not in the the, the final four. Like RG three came out and said, "Yo, I pl- I wanted to play in that game because it was the first time that Baylor played in a in a big bowl, bowl game. game in a decade or whatever it was." Like, yeah, I get that, but also it's like I don't blame RG three for wanting to play in that game, and I wouldn't have blamed them if Christian McCaffrey didn't want to play in the bowl game. Don't blame them. It's so close to the combine. It's so close to the to the private workouts, to the evaluation process of the draft. It would be a different conversation if the season maybe started earlier and the bowl games, which in turn would have the bowl games start earlier because yeah. I think it's such a fair note that like it's so close. You know, if a guy has a serious, not even a serious injury, the guy can maybe have like is there like a like a, a, a I don't say like a minor injury, but no. Some, but say you pull a hamstring and then you can't run your forty. Something like that. It's like it doesn't have to be an extreme, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be a torn ACL. It could be something small that could kind of lead to this. So to me, it's just like these are glorified advertisements. And the craziest thing about it is it's ESPN, man. ESPN like owns the rights to all these games. So it's you. You're pissed off because these are what's paying your salary. You know, you're taking the private plane two, three times a week. You know, like. All of this, all of these bowl games pay your salary. So where's the conflict of interest? I've said this before. ESPN, do you want to do journalism or do you want to be a content provider? Do you want to partner with these leagues and just show the games? Or do you want to do hard-hitting investigative journalism? You can't do both. You got to pick a side. You got to pick a side. What's the conflict of interest? You know, like, I don't think many people outside of ESPN or or these major networks have these opinions. It's because these opinions pay their salaries. It's scary, bro. It's like, it's, it's, bro, fucking, I love Mike Golick Jr. He's awesome. He has a great personality. The guy's dunking Oreos and mayonnaise, and they're dumping mayonnaise on the coach, and these players are getting injured, and they're coming out of the game. It's like, how do you have a soul and you watch this? I, I may sound crazy, but it's like, bro, they're literally advertising mayonnaise, and these college kids are getting hurt, and they're not getting paid. How hard is it to split up a couple million dollars across two teams? There's enough sponsors, man. Like, I just... It's crazy to me. It's, nah, crazy. it's been it's been what the the issue with the NCAA and all this stuff has been for years, yeah. and that's why now they're like, "Oh, nil deal. Congrats, you're still making." It's a band aid. It's a band aid. It's a band aid on a wound that needs fucking twenty eight stitches. And Canel, who you know, who had the show with Rusillo, I don't know how many sub tweets or 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 sub comments on TV he got. Cause he made he tweeted I think it was last week he's like there's too many bowl games and he got so much heat for that and I couldn't believe it like and and then he went on do you Russell, agree with that 100 percent yeah I think bro a bowl game used to be like a significant thing like if you're six and six you shouldn't play in a bowl game bro there should be a minimum of you got you gotta go eight and four minimum minimum but that's I don't want to th- see Liberty and fucking Stony Brook in a bowl game that don't mean nothing to me it's like yo they're maximum like. You're maximizing capitalism everywhere else, except for the players who want crumbs. They're not even asking for a lot. That's the crazy thing. It's like there's seven sponsors here, three sponsors there, and the kids are fighting for crumbs. It's like, yo, all there. It's like it's not even a, like a lot of. It wouldn't even be a lot of money. Is my point. You know what I mean? It's like you could give whatever team wins can kind of you know get more money, but everyone got to be paid. Like. Especially because they're exhibition games. It's different. If you're playing for the Big 12 title, Pac-12 title, I understand. You know what I mean? But these games are literally exhibition games. They're advertisements. Pay the kids. And then don't criticize them if they don't want to play. Especially if you're going to take money out of their pocket. So it's just crazy to me. Um, But then when you think about it, you know, it's ESPN. And I think every bowl game was theirs. Except for one. So. Like, bro. Conflict of interest. Bro, I clicked on a random. I just Googled. College football bowl games. The first one I see. Miami of Ohio, 27, North Texas, 14. This was a bowl game. Seven and six against six and seven. What are we doing? Why? Why? Why, why do I got What's the name of this bowl game? I don't even know what the name of this was. But congrats. Like, wh- what is happening? It's useless. Why should you? Yeah, you get incentive as a coach if you win a bowl game. Cool. But like that don't, this bowl game don't, don't do nothing. If you're going to play in the college football playoff, chances are you're not going to sit. You're, you're not going to sit, right? Yeah. You're going to play. 
And if you don't make that college football playoff, you want to win a national championship, right? That's why you go to one of these prestigious schools. You want to win a national championship and you want to go pro, right? I would say that's like 90% of of the kids that go to these schools. All right, if I don't have a chance to win a national championship and I'm the running back for LSU, and I gave you three years because I have to, and there's no questions about where I'm going to go in the draft, like I'm going to get drafted, I'm not playing in that, bro. My bad. No. It's, I, the, the, you know, the institution needs to And, yo, you know what I'm saying as a teammate, too? Because I just know the kind of person I am, too. I'd be like, yeah, man, I feel you. Of course. I don't think any of these players. If I'm the quarterback, you're, you're my go-to wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to play in the, the Meineke Bowl, and you're a top 10 projected pick. I'd be like, yo, bro, sit. I'd even tell you, like, yo, man, sit out. I want to. Yeah, you gave Let's us get someone years. else get some burn. You get four. You gave us four years, three years, whatever it is. Now, if it's a national championship, and you're like, yo, I think I'm gonna sit out. I'll be like, man, we might leave a legacy here, bro. This you is you could be in the Hall of Fame because of what you do in college you, you on a big stage like, like that. You know, like come on, son, one more. It's gonna be the last. Like, there's an easier way of me to convince you, yeah, than it is for the Meineke Bowl. 100. percent That's crazy, man. I, I don't know. I have no issues with. I have no issues with the kid that wants to play and the kid that don't want to play. Like, by all means. To me, it means nothing. Let them make their decision, whatever they want to do. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. Let's not blame it on cell phones. and It's crazy, man. Just looking for something to blame. Yo, college football. It's just so crazy to me that they have these outdated mindsets because college football is not what it once was. Like, all of this money is being poured into the sport, TV deals, licensing. Like, all of the money is being poured in. That wasn't how it used to be back in the day. You know, like, a scholarship back in the day was a big deal. But when dude, when these programs and these conferences are getting billions of dollars for these networks and shit like that, it's, it's like we're in a different world. You know what I mean? It is a minor league system. Start treating it like it. It's just unbelievable. But I like it. Yeah, I like this uh, conversation. It was good. Kirk Street, man. Maybe less private planes, man. <laughs> Yo, where can they find you if they want to contact you? I am PY718 on Twitter and Instagram. You already know. At Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find everything for the show. We are recording the year in review episode. So check that out. You'll be able to get it on Patreon on Tuesday. But for everyone else, Wednesday evening, it'll go up. So it'll be a three-episode week this week. Alan's coming in shortly. And, yeah, we will catch you guys all next time. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.